And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena, and happy Wet Monday. Happy Wet Monday. It's going to be a wet week. Listeners, tuning in locally, brace yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. just washed it's my car. It's on and off as well, so it's very yeah. random. So we don't know <laughs> if it's going to be continuous rain, which I think is probably better. But uh, yeah, it's been, it gives us glimpses of hope. So when it doesn't rain, but then it suddenly pours again. So uh, Do you ever bit, think yeah, without weather, we would need a different source of blame for our foul mood? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, certainly. Okay. Yes. All right, listeners, yeah. uh, brace yourselves for a wet week. As Adam has said, it's also expected to be pre- pretty sporadic and one race of sides, humidity, so not very pleasant. Mm. All right, let's jump into a keyword news portion of the day. We're going to try to clarify these major headlines. Of course, there's a big NATO summit coming up for the South Korean president, as well as world leaders that would probably want to find common ground to perhaps support Ukraine further. This is our first keyword of the day. NATO summit. So President Yoon departs for Lithuania today for that NATO summit. The trip will also take him to Poland for an official visit. What can we expect, Adam? Right. Well, uh, Yoon, accompanied by his wife, will embark on the trip uh, this afternoon. He will first visit Vilnius, the capital of Lithuania, to attend the NATO summit. In addition to attending the summit, he is also scheduled to hold meetings with the NATO Secretary General and leaders of NATO's partners in the Indo-Pacific region, such as uh, Japan, Australia and New Zealand, AP4, as they're known. He'll also hold bilateral meetings with other leaders as well, a slew of other countries that are attending. Now, the most noticeable is that meeting with the Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. Now, the two are expected, of course, to discuss uh, Tokyo's plan to release wastewater uh, into the sea. Observers say Kishida could repeat his request to lift uh, Korea's bans on maritime products uh, from Fukushima, but Seoul has said it will not lift the ban unless Tokyo provides scientific evidence that the seafood from there is safe. And also at the summit itself, Yoon plans to focus on strengthening uh, international security cooperation and expanding supply chain cooperation, as well as advancing diplomatic efforts to host uh, the World Expo in Busan. Now, on Wednesday, you will travel to Warsaw for an official visit. As it is a state-level visit, Yoon has a schedule that includes an official welcome ceremony uh, at the presidential palace on the 13th, and that will be followed by, of course, a summit with the Polish president and a joint press conference afterwards. He'll mm. also hold meetings with other high-ranking politicians while he's there, and he'll also attend a wreath-laying ceremony at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, as well as hold an official dinner as well. Now, during the meeting with the Polish president, it is, it is expected that they will discuss strengthening cooperation in strategic areas uh, such as defence, nuclear power and infrastructure, as well as discuss cooperation for the reconstruction of Ukraine post-war. Now, on the last day, Yoon will hold the Korea-Poland Business Forum with the participation of business leaders mm. uh, from both countries. So certainly a busy diplomatic week for President Yoon. We'll keep close tabs first on that NATO summit and then subsequently his trip to Poland. As far as Ukraine being one of the major agendas at that NATO summit, we might have a little bit of update in our world news portion, so stick around for that. Let's move on in the meantime to our second keyword of the day. 
Fukushima tensions. So the chief of the International Atomic Energy Agency, that's UN's nuclear watchdog, Rafael Grossi, has left Korea after spending a weekend reporting on the IAEA's controversial report on the Fukushima water discharge plan. The two rival parties are still sharply divided. So what happened during his visit? Yeah, so it was a very uh, eventful weekend with him present. And uh, he did face a lot of criticism, especially from the Democratic Party. But uh, he also gave interviews with the media uh, and met with the Foreign Minister Park Jin as well. Uh, and uh, the Foreign Minister basically uh, relays pretty much uh, what the government's stance is at the moment. It's pretty much in line with what uh, Japan's plans are. But uh, they are a kind of adamant uh, of trying to keep things scientific and um, trying to get these uh, monitoring of the process uh, still in t uh, still get the monitoring in place uh, but mm. it seems to be that the ruling party and the governor are aligned in the view that uh, they're kind of respecting as they're saying the japanese plan but of course the opposition party is becoming mm. more fierce with their opposition and it certainly shows with grossi's chip uh, trip um, and that's why they met uh, with the IAEA chief. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And of course, he did face a lot of criticism uh, face to face, actually, from the DP. Uh, they delivered their opposition uh, strongly to Grossi in a tense meeting. Uh, now, Grossi said the IAEA's review of the Japanese plans were based on transparent and scientific research. And he acknowledged concerns over how the plans would play out in reality and he said the IAEA would establish a permanent office actually in Fukushima to closely monitor how the discharge process is implemented over the next three decades but he reiterated that there was no risk to safety but of course that kind of fell on deaf ears. DDP lawmakers responded by uh, harshly criticizing the IAEA's review mm. which they say neglected long-term uh, environmental and health impacts of the wastewater release uh, they added that it threatens to set a bad precedent as well that may encourage other countries to dispose of nuclear waste into the sea when there was the need for it. They also called for Japan to scrap the plan and to work with neighboring countries to find safer ways to handle the mm. wastewater. One of the possible solutions that were put forward is maybe a pursuit of long-term long storage on land mm. rather than depositing it into the sea. Now, the party also... Uh, criticised the government here for putting people's health at risk while trying to improve relations with Japan. That, of course, is a source of um, rival party tensions at the moment. Uh, and meanwhile, North Korea also criticised the IAEA's backing of Japan's plan, calling it unjust and a demonstration of double standards, citing the watchdog's work to curb Pyongyang's nuclear program. So it's facing a lot of opposition hmm. from a lot of sides. Uh, so we'll have to see um, <laughs> how things play out in the future. But, of course, Japan is uh, adamant of uh, going ahead with it. So in that regard, I don't think we'll have much of a difference. Okay. I mean, the IAEA chief was quick to also recognize that this protest in, in South Korea is logical. That was his word, saying that he understands why there are concerns over it. As you've said, this is why he wants to set up shop in Fukushima with a permanent office. We'll have to wait and see. As for that land storage option, I spoke to one of the anti-wastewater release, uh, I suppose, mm -hmm. supporters, and he said mm -hmm. that perhaps creating concrete with those wastewater might be one of the options. That's one of the many options relayed. I don't know how realistic that might be. We'll have to wait and see. Yes, that of course means uh, getting some land acquired right. and maybe making some land as well, which right. is a whole, whole other kettle of fish. But of course, uh, 
Yeah, the uh, plan will go ahead and the oppositions will continue. So it's a tough one. All right, let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Rosy outlook. So a Korean think tank projects that the Korean economy is heading for a rebound after hitting a low point. So quite possibly alluding to that the worst is behind us. Tell us the details. Uh, yeah, certainly a, a, a kind of rosier outlook, something that uh, is a bit refreshing mm. because we've had a lot of gloomy and uh, bad data coming out over the past uh, year or so. Now, the Korea Development Institute says the manufacturing sector, uh, including semi- uh, semiconductor exports, which was causing economic problems, uh, has started to get better. Now, the service sector is also growing uh, or showing growth. Um, before, in the previous month's report, they Mentioned signs that the economy was actually getting worse, but now they think the economy has kind of reached its uh, lowest point. Now, the main reason is that the manufacturing sector, especially semiconductors, is improving, and overall, exports are getting better uh, compared to last year. Now, if we look at the data in June, the trade balance also went back to being positive after 16 months of being negative. How long that will last, of course, Mm. remains to be seen. Uh, Of course, this means that imports are decreasing more than exports. Uh, The KDI says that while things are improving, uncertainties still linger amid the prolonged Uh, monetary tightening moves from major countries along with China's delayed economic recovery. So, of course, we do need to take all of this data and news with a grain of salt. Uh, Things might start to look better in terms of the economy economy, uh, for the short term, but of course, uh, we won't know anything. Uh, Things are very volatile at this point. So, Mm. of course, uh, it is good news, uh, one that we've had for a long time. But, uh, (laughs) yes, we need to keep uh, our wits about us and uh, try not to get complacent, I guess. All right. Staying in the economy section, we've talked about it last week, that troubled uh, bank, Semalgumgo. There might be a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. This is our fourth keyword of the day. Bank crisis eased. So the government has confirmed a decrease in the scale of fund outflows related to the MG Community Credit Cooperative. That's Hemagumgo. There are hopes that the bank's crisis may be averted soon. Mm, It may be averted soon. uh, But, uh, of course, we'll have to see uh, after those uh, government (laughs) uh, interventions and support measures are implemented. But, of course, again... Something to take with a grain of salt. Now, the bank has shown a decreasing trend of capital outflow uh, as of Friday. A high-ranking uh, government official mentioned that the rate of withdrawals has slowed down since Thursday, and the withdrawal amount on Friday was about one trillion one less than the previous day. So, this is the first time that scale of capital flight has shown a decrease since the kind of crisis uh, intensified last week. Uh, the official also noted that not only counter withdrawals but also Online withdrawals have decreased and they expect this trend to continue next week uh, or this week rather. Uh, Customers who had previously withdrawn their funds prematurely are now starting to reinvest their money in the bank as they realize that the risks and losses associated with premature withdrawal are not really worth it. Uh, However, despite the decrease in the scale of capital flight, there is still a significant level of crisis. So the atmosphere next week... Uh, or this week uh, and the following week will be crucial in kind of determining whether the situation will be resolved uh, Mm. early. Uh, Both the government and the bank itself have pledged to continue their efforts to 
to alleviate anxiety in the coming week. Um, now, MG plans to actively engage with customers through various community events and gatherings to provide information and assurance about the safety of deposits and losses from premature termination and other uh, related matters. The government will focus on reducing delinquency rates and implementing measures to strengthen the bank's soundness and management systems. And efforts will also be made to increase the scale of non-performing loans. And the Career Asset Management Corporation plans to purchase non-performing loans worth 500 billion won. Uh, the National Assembly is also proceeding with a revision in the law that would permit financial authorities mm. to supervise MG instead um, of the Interior Ministry. So basically, uh, it wants Parliament to uh, take over the cooperative rather than uh, the government. But of course, the government is still putting in efforts to try and uh, put the uh, MG uh, afloat. But of course, mm. we'll have to see how uh, fruitful those efforts be uh, become. All right, and on to our final keyword of the day. Under wraps. The North leader going mum, that's actually usually a point of concern for watchdogs. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un paid a visit to apparently the Kim Susan Palace of the Sun, the resting place of the nation's founder Kim Il-sung, to commemorate the 29th anniversary of his death. But their, their attention has been drawn to the lack of public disclosure by the state media. Yeah, so this is kind of becoming kind of a, a trend out of North Korea mm. uh, recently. It's not the first time that such an unusual lack of reporting has happened. The visit was only announced uh, through state media without any kind of related photos or videos being reported. Uh, on TV, only the announcer's mention of the visit was conveyed without any uh, visual uh, footage, which is a bit rare for uh, North Korea. Korea state media, especially when concerned with uh, the chairman Kim. Now, considering that Kim has visited the Kim Sun Palace of the Sun every year, except for uh, 2018, and that his visits have been consistently publicized with a lot of pictures and a lot of flamboyant language, this departure from the previous reporting practice is a bit noteworthy. Uh, and this kind of unprecedented atmosphere in Kim's public activities was also observed during last month's plenary uh, mm. meeting as well of the Workers' Party. Now, although Kim's appearance at the 8th Party Congress from the 16th to the 18th last month was made uh, public through photos, his speeches or uh, major statements were actually not reported. Uh, state media also did not clarify whether any family members accompanied Kim um, on his visit to the resting place. Uh, of Kim Il-sung as well. So uh, there's a lot of speculation as to uh, possible reasons why that is, mm. maybe. Uh, but of course, uh, maybe his health, or maybe he doesn't look too well, as some of the reports and speculation that's coming mm. out. Um, maybe they're focusing uh, on the uh, possibly another reconnaissance uh, satellite launch as well. So they're kind of shifting the focus or paying more attention to that rather than these kind of, you know, formality kind of visits by uh, Chairman Kim. But, of course, these are just speculation. We don't really know the real reason why they're kind of being a bit mum and a bit hush-hush on mm. these uh, uh, occasions. But, of course, we'll have to see mm. what uh, uh, developments are developed. Down the line. <laughs> <laughs> we'll rely on an expert this Thursday to hopefully get some, some clarity and insights based on at least expert analysis. Thank you so much, Adam, for today's updates. We'll see you tomorrow. You're very welcome. Stay dry. See you tomorrow.
If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.